Hello, everybody. Welcome to your weekly fix of uh, all things Liverpool with your Blood Red podcast. I'm Andy Kelly, and I'm joined today. Well, it's uh, it's quant- quality rather than quantity today, um, and we I'm joined by James Pearce. You okay, Pearcey? All good. And uh, and Neil Jones. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, James Pearce, uh, fresh from footballing glory on the weekend up at the Liverpool Academy, James? Yeah, winning run continued for the Echo Boys. Uh, 9-2 winners over Mersey Marauders. So, uh, yeah, all things all things good at the moment. I was there. I saw it. I saw, yeah. I saw James. Um, a glutton for punishment, Jonesy. Yeah, nothing better to do on How a Saturday afternoon. How did you get a ticket afternoon. for that? I, well, I, know, I managed to bribe the man on the gate of the Academy a couple of quid and he let me in. But uh, two goals for James as well. He's been very modest there. But, I mean... He's not. He's he wasn't. Not. Yeah, he wasn't great. It's all about the group. Yeah. <laughs> Collective. <laughs> oh, I thought Brendan Rodgers was back in the room. Anyway, uh, enough of uh, that nonsense. Uh, on to Liverpool. Um, loads of things to talk about this week, uh, considering it's you know a, a you know a week of pre-season. Um, basically, the Ben Teke's probably been uh, the biggest sort of possible story, and obviously it's a it's an exit uh, from the. Club we, we we think might be might be coming, um, which you know isn't very exciting for fans. But the, um, there was plenty of um, positive feelings about how much we 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 might get back on on our investment. Yeah, definitely. I think towards the back end of the last season, I think if you'd said that Liverpool would pocket thirty million for Ben Teke, I'd have, I'd have laughed really. I thought you know, they were, I thought they were looking at a big hit compared to. Was it thirty-two and a half that he paid for him less than twelve months ago? Um, but yeah, Palace seem very keen and uh, and determined to get their man. And Palace have had. I know there's loads of money in the Premier League. But they, yeah. They've looked under the mattress and just find a bundle of dough, haven't they? they yeah. Do, yeah. Ten million for James Tompkins today. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think they're just determined to spend, aren't they? That that, that seems to be the way. Yeah, sorry, Pierce. Yeah, go yeah. Just, I don't know, just gonna say, I think it's a deal that probably makes sense for everyone, isn't it? I think they're. There's still some way to go in terms of getting that agreement between the clubs. I think Liverpool are determined to ensure that they kind of get 30 million back, and so you know there's some discussions to be had in terms of you know how that structure will will be paid to them, especially you know, in terms of the add-ons and whether they're really realistically likely to be triggered over the next few years. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's a good move for Ben Teke. I think you know I think they'll they'll be a team who will play to his strengths. I think they've got wide players that will whip in. The kind of deliveries that he thrives on. Um, I've got some sympathy for him. I think you know some people will brand him a, a flop, you know, leaving Liverpool after a, a season. But you know, I, I think he was a victim of circumstance as much as anything else. I think you know, probably I have my doubts when Liverpool bought him in terms of how he would possibly fit into the way Brendan Rodgers wanted to play. And then I think the second that Rodgers got the sack and Klopp came in, you thought, how how did he possibly fit in here? And it was painful watching him at times last season because. Um, you know, he looked lost. You know, he was he wanted the ball into his feet. Um, you know, and he wanted those deliveries from wide areas when when Klopp wanted his uh, you know his focal point of the attack to be you know, setting the setting the agenda with, with with the pressing and all the rest of it. So I think you know, there was that high profile exchange they had at Southampton when um, you, know, you could you could tell then that, you know, the frustration on both sides. It it just wasn't working out. And uh, you know I, I think you know. Parting of the ways has looked inevitable since last May, and now it looks like that's going to happen. Jordan, he's not. He's, he, I mean, Christian Benteke will, you know, is going to have a good future in the game. He's going to score yeah. goals, isn't he? You know, um, Jim's probably spot on there in terms of you know he's wrong player in the wrong club at the wrong time, and you know, I, I'd fully expect him to 
to to go whether to Palace or to whoever picks him up and and do reasonable things there. Yeah, um, I know a few Liverpool fans um, have been very very pleased with with uh, with the idea of getting thirty million or around that that figure for Benteke. But I think a few have also preached the caution that it's an absolute nap that he will probably score against Liverpool next season. You know, <laughs> he used to when he was Aston Villa. Liverpool struggled to handle him and. With the, with the narrative of, of him having been and gone at the club, I think that's something that a lot of people would be worried about next season. I, it's hard, isn't it? Because on the one hand, you know, you, you get you get supporters who are very, you know. But by the way, just when we get rid of Dwight Gale from Palace, yes, we get, indeed, we yeah, Balassi's still there as well. Yeah. He has two good games a year as well, Balassi with, with with Liverpool. But yeah, I was about supporters and, and sort of the the sort of the euphoria of our. Getting rid of him, you know, getting rid of this this flop, and yeah, yeah, he's not he's not the right striker for Liverpool. He's not going to be in Klopp's plans. But I, I do I do find it a little bit unedifying sometimes when you, you get that, especially in in comparison to the way fans would react when a player who do like wants to leave the club, and you know, for example, Sterling or Luis Suarez in the past, you know, that loyalty that they seem to demand doesn't seem to extend to. Every player, if, if their face doesn't fit or their their style of play doesn't fit, he still got ten goals last season. Ben Tech, including a few few important ones, and well, know, often scored in one nil, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, at Palace, for example, yeah. being one of the one of the examples, and that's another another side issue is that Alan Pardew's clearly forgiven him for, for that, <laughs> that, that misdemeanor. He yeah, I didn't call you a cheat. Yeah, no, no, I was misquoted. <laughs> I was misquoted. That Liverpool echo it was, but um, yeah, you know, give him his due. He didn't. He wasn't playing every week, and he he came on in that game, made a difference, and then had the had the bottle to, to grab the ball and, and take the most cool sort of nonchalant penalty you've ever imagined. He took one in the semi final against Stoke, didn't he? I think it was the fifth penalty in the in the shootout he took, and he just rolled it into the corner as if like you know what was anyone bothered that I was going to miss in this game? And as long as they don't let him go through one on one with the keeper yeah. at any stage yeah. of his career. Well, it wasn't even the going... keeper against Leicester, was it? He was, <laughs> no Michael was up the other end, yeah. yeah. Morgan, it was, wasn't it? The yeah. goalkeeper. So as long as yeah, that that was when he sort of frustrated at times, wasn't yeah. it? And obviously, the, you know, his movement frustrated yeah. people as well. But uh, he'll he'll do a job if he do, if whether at Palace or wherever well, he turns he's up. A, he's a Premier League striker. Yeah, yeah. Just not a Liverpool striker. And, and you know, so do we count this as a sort of. A failure of the of uh, another a failed transfer in the sense that obviously we wanted him to do a job last season and for yeah I can't remember how many years he signed his contract was it four years um, so Liverpool obviously saw him as you know being someone who could progress the club and improve the situation but so it hasn't worked out it's working out okay in terms of not losing uh, much yeah. on the fee but probably has to go down as a, overall as a, as a you know a, it's got to be a transfer. Failure, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it goes back. Personally, I think it goes back to the the folly of the decision last year to back in inverted commas Brendan Rodgers when he didn't really have the full backing of the club in terms of beyond a a, a, a poor running form the following season. He was a player that Rodgers wanted. He was the big man that Rodgers wanted last summer. He got him, and then by October, the manager who wanted this thirty-two million pound striker wasn't in the club anymore, and. I think a lot of people could have seen that coming, you know, with, with hindsight. I think, I think I wrote a piece last summer saying, okay, you, they've backed them, you know, but does that mean they've backed them for the whole season or just for the first bad run of form? And you know, it's it's sad, it's sad for Benteke because, you know, he's had he's had some bad injuries in his time, and he he would have seen Liverpool as a big move, big move at the time and a chance for them to 
take another step. He sort of lost his place in, in the Belgian team as did, a result of his form for Liverpool. Didn't you know, get a minute in the Euros, did he, or am I wrong? Uh, I think he. Yeah, I think he, he, he did. But that was, I mean, that was when they were two, three nil up. I think in that game. So, you know, he's looking to rebuild his career now after what he would probably consider to be a, a poor move for him as well. well. We're in that season of transfers, so we'll move on to a couple of uh, one that's not hopefully happening, one that probably is. Uh, Piercy, um, you wrote a piece today about Cameron Brannigan, um, allowed to. I enjoyed a lot watching as captain of the under-21s and obviously made the breakthrough into the first team last year when several players did the same with that 63-game marathon season. Um, and uh, despite interest uh, out there, Cameron's uh, going to be staying at, at Liverpool, as we understand at the minute. Yeah, he certainly is, yeah. We know there's been interest from a number of clubs. I think, in particular, Wigan uh, were, were pretty determined to try and get him. I think they inquired about a loan, were told that that wasn't, wasn't going to be possible came back and said, well, you know, how about a permanent? You know, they, it was talk of a million pounds being put on the table, but um, Klopp made it very clear that he's not a player that he he wants to lose. So, um, to know the way I understand it, is Brannigan's likely to sign a new contract in the coming weeks um, under the terms of his existing deal. Uh, one of the clauses was that once he'd made five first-team starts, that triggered a, a, a clause where they renegotiate an improved contract. So, um, you know, they're, they're expected to sit down with the club um, in the in the in the near future, thrash that out. I don't think there'd be any issues. Brannigan himself is, is very happy at Liverpool. I think you know it's a breakthrough year for him. You know, nine appearances for the first team, first Premier League start on the final weekend at West Brom. Um, and I think when you look at you know it's one area of the team, especially in pre-season, where the squad looks really really thin. Um, you know, with no Henderson, no Milner, no Chan, no Allen. Um, so you know, Cameron Brannigan's going to get chances to impress, and you know, and then the ball's in his court. Jonesy, I've I've written in the past that he, he reminds me a bit on Joe Allen just because it, he, most of what he does is really tidy and yeah. uh, he's you know he's not the biggest a bit like like Joe Allen as well and uh, and also can link up well in and around the box with uh, with forward players which is um, you know something that Joe Allen when he's at his best I think is when we see yeah. it when he is around the opposition box and uh, he's you know he's been at Liverpool since he was five I think he's a he, he's a good lad and hopefully he can. He probably needs. To, we we've seen him play well. To be a Liverpool regular, he needs to take another step forward, doesn't he? Yeah, I'd add in that he can take a corner as well, which which, <laughs> which is, is not, to be, not to be sniffed at at all in the current squad. Um, yeah, that, that's that's exactly right. And they're all in a very similar position. The youngsters aren't they, in terms of he made nine appearances. Davy was in Bordeaux, wasn't it? Yeah. In the Europa League. The Rogers, yeah. Um They won't. Um, they won't have that option this season, obviously, because of, of of the lack of the lack of European football. So that would that makes it a little bit more difficult for young players to get a chance. Um, with you know, the League Cup is likely to be treated just as important as it was last season. The FA it's, Cup is likely to be you know. Even should more. be, shouldn't it? Because we yeah. only got three competitions. Well, yeah, you think about the the Exeter game in the FA Cup. I don't think we'll have that next season. Where you know, I think. You were on the bench in that game. Wasn't <laughs> yeah. You? <laughs> I was, yeah, I was warming up. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, couldn't catch the eye. Couldn't catch the eye going down the, the sideline. But no, you know that that's the challenge for these players. Where will he get the opportunity? As James says, you know, we've got the, the talk of the midfield targets at the moment, and and you know struggles to get these midfield players and talk that maybe Alan might actually now be, be forced to stay because or forced to stay, but asked to stay because. 
they can't get hold of a Dahoud or Zielinski. So maybe that's an area where someone like Brannigan can get a chance on the bench, maybe, you know, and then we all know how many injuries Liverpool had last season. We all know how many injuries you get in the Premier League and the cut and thrust of it. So if you get a chance, if you get maybe the first couple of weeks of the season, you're on the bench, you get 20 minutes here and there, then it's up to them to take it. Yeah. Um, Piers, is that a worry for you? Jonesy mentioned the likes of Zielinski there. Dahoud was always a wee bit of a long shot, given that uh, his club had suggested they weren't going to lose two important midfielders. Um, uh, with uh, I can't pronounce his name, Jaka. but Xhaka uh, going to uh, already to Arsenal, didn't he? I think yeah. at that stage. So um, you know, Zielinski seems like he's got to choose between Liverpool and uh, Napoli. Yeah. Um, and Udinese, I don't, I don't seem to be making it too easy for the Reds on that score, are they? No, they don't. No, they certainly. You know, the, 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 the sounds coming out of the club seems to be that you know, they'd much rather do business with with Napoli than Liverpool. Um, even though we know the player is, um, you know, has made no secret of his desire to to join Liverpool. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not surprised it's dragged on a bit. I think obviously the fact that Zelinski was at the Euros, um, you know, he he made it clear that he wasn't going to. You know, get his future sorted while Poland was still in, in with a shout. Obviously, now that's finished. Um, you know, I'd expect that to move on pretty quickly in the next probably week or so. Uh, I think De Who was always one where, you know, I think you know, it, it became pretty clear that 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 Mönchengladbach were going to be very reluctant sellers, and unless Liverpool played, paid a real premium for him, um, you know, you know that. It certainly look, looks as if that's not going to happen now. Um, so they're going to have to look elsewhere. I think it's still very early. For, I'm, I'm not overly concerned. I mean, I th- you know, if Liverpool went into the season with the squad they've got now, I think I'd be genuinely concerned. I'd say it's been an, an underwhelming window, but I think you know, the fifth of July is not the time to be making judgments on a transfer window. There's so much that can happen between between now and then. Obviously, left back is another one where obviously with Chilwell. You know, Liverpool not not willing to pay that ten million pound asking asking price means that they're having to look elsewhere. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, especially fans get frustrated, don't they? Especially when you see other clubs doing deals. You look obviously you look at United and it's like because it looks as if they're going to get Mkhitaryan and the business they've done already, and obviously Man City uh, parading their new signings as well. But um, you know, Liverpool have only been back in pre-season training. What is it, four days or whatever? So um, it's certainly no cause for panic yet. We're talking about Liverpool, but I mean, inevitably you have to put them in the context of other clubs, rivals, everything else. Um, Mourinho unveiled at United today is talking about getting his four key targets. I wonder if, uh, you know, the thoughts would be that, you know, those aren't likely to be small time players. You know, they're likely to be four relatively, not not always, but, you know, four, four reasonably big signings if he gets them. Um, do you think there's already been a little bit of stuff around the supporters uh, of of the Reds sort of concerned about that we haven't gone in sort of massively big uh, for for a player? Do you think that would start to grow if you know the likes of United and, and others start to pile up the signings? Yeah, well, I presume Mourinho's got three of them, hasn't he? In terms of Bailey, Ibrahimovic, and, and obviously Mkhitaryan as well. Yeah. So. That's definitely I've seen that used against Liverpool already. That United, especially Mkhitaryan, obviously who's got the link to Liverpool in the past, and is being tempted away from a Champions League club to go to Manchester United. They are in the Champions League. Uh, I think Dortmund were very, very uh, salty in there. They're, they're <laughs> making that clear in their official statement on that. 
but I think yeah, it, you can get lost a little bit in the in the idea of a name signing and, and sort of spending money. You know, if if Liverpool, for example, were spending ten million on James Tompkins, it wouldn't it would push the net spend um, down or oh, up. Oh, sorry, um, but but would that make it any better? You know, that's that's not what what you want. You want quality. You want quality players and players who fit the. The system. And, and Sorry, the, Mrs. And the Mrs. Tompkins, if you're listening, but yeah, no, 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 I'm having a go with James Tompkins. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's not done anything to me, but he's, he, he's not very good. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that, that's, that's the fact of that. But I think, yeah, I think in the summer where you were seeing clubs like Watford, like Crystal Palace, like West Ham, who were making significant moves in the transfer market for the, for their clubs of their level, I think there is an expectation that well, can't Liverpool make significant moves for a club of Liverpool's level which would be bigger than that and when they're hearing that they're, they're quibbling over maybe 2 or 3 million on Ben Chilwell or maybe they're not prepared to go to well, yeah, 5 million for Dahoud or, or Goethe for example yeah. then that's when the frustrations come because I think I made the point in a piece I wrote this week that if he's the right player at 7 million but he's not the right player at 10 million that's what I was literally then, about to say then he's not the right player because uh, yeah. it, in the modern game, and I know I know it's easy for me to say it when it's not um, it's not coming out of my accounts and I'm not writing the checks and my head's not on the block, but that's that's a drop in the ocean in the Premier League with the current TV deal and with everything that goes with it and, and with the incentives that lie ahead. I, I, I don't see how that could be an issue. Especially if Liverpool get a reasonable in yeah, money back on, say, Ben Tech, as we talked about. Yeah. Balotelli potentially uh, could be if only we, can, we need we, for I'd be ringing everyone with a Chinese name in in their phone book <laughs> to, to, to get Balotelli to China because yeah. you, you know there seems six to, years spare <laughs> yeah, there seems to be a reasonable you know a reasonable you know return on on players who aren't necessarily at the height of their careers going over there um, so we shall see uh, now there's two two uh, Brilliant, hopefully, Euro uh, semi-finals to be played this week with the Wales and Portugal, BLV, Ronaldo, and maybe even, you know, well, definitely juicier Germany and uh, France. But um, I have to say, I'm almost looking forward far more to Tranmere v Liverpool on, on Friday <laughs> night. And uh, Piercy, I'm looking forward to a trip across the river with you. And um, it, it's, it may be pre-season, but it's proper football, isn't it? Yeah, no, it would be good to... I mean, it may be interesting to see just what, what he does with it. I think that anyone, no one really knows. You know, will it be a? You know, you'd imagine it probably be a different team in each half, and you know, the players are being pushed so hard um, at Melwood so far. You know, I don't think I'm not sure we'll see a, a feast of football on the night because they, they probably were trained earlier on in the day on Friday as well. Um, but you know, it will. You know, it, it'll still be interesting. You know, it'll have a chance to see some of the lads who've been out on loan. You think of the likes of you know, Luis Alberto and Lazar Markovic, and you know, every one of the every one of these games counts for them, doesn't it? And uh, you know, especially the young players we touched upon. You know, you even look at the training pictures today, and Klopp's obviously bolstered the numbers by calling up a lot of the lads from the academy, and, and a lot of those are going to get game time between now and when the tour kicks off, with so many of the international contingent away. And uh, you know, I think we touched upon it the other week nine pre-season friendlies, which is. Way more than Liverpool would usually have, and uh, there's, there's going to be some big opportunities for for players who, who you know that, that aren't really too accustomed to to pulling on the shirt, um, to, and you know, they, and they've got to grab those opportunities to impress Klopp because, uh, you know, as as Neil touched upon before, you know, they're not going to be those opportunities they had in 
probably the domestic cups and obviously no Europe this coming season. So, uh, you know, these are the games where they've got to try and catch the manager's eye. John Z, should we? I mean, Klopp says these are just glorified, they're going to be glorified training sessions. He expects to lose the games. Uh, he would say <laughs> that probably. Should we get worried? Um, by the way, plenty of tickets still available, I think, for that Tranmere game. So get over there and, um, and yeah. support Tranmere Rovers. They could do with every quid, and uh, uh, it'll be, uh, you know, everyone's remembers going to Tranmere Friday night games over the years, and yeah, uh, this is a, a great. But uh, yeah, should we get worried if we end up losing a few of these? No, no. It, it's, I, I fall into this trap every single pre season where I start making assumptions based on what's gone on and it's just a, it, that's not how people within the game view it you know they, they don't they don't place the store in in the result and, and I know that you know they say our oh, performance is this and but if you play well you, you will probably win anyway but that that's what that's what the fo- the focus is is that getting a, a way of playing getting a, a role in your team the team getting everyone to know it and to, to understand you know the relationships with the the colleagues, being a centre back alongside, or a winger in front of you, if you're a full back or whatever, and that's what that's what pre-season's all about. I've I've played for teams in, in amateur level, and you, you, as soon as the league season comes around, you, you, your mindset changes and your you, your level steps up, and that's that's not going to be any difference in the Premier League. And I think by the time Arsenal rolls around on August the 13th, 14th, then it's um it's going to be. Liverpool are going to be. They've got no excuse really not to be ready because they've got enough games to, to iron out all these these wrinkles. And the other thing about pre-season, of course, there's there's very little pressure on it, and so much of the game at top level, Percy, is is in the mind and how you cope with pressure and stuff like that. Um, the other aspect, Tramway, we're not likely probably to see Marco Grouch over there. Um, you had a story yesterday about um, his work permit um, being uh, awarded. And I'd say I, I was a wee bit nervous looking at the FA regulations and uh, they sent Jurgen Klopp over to sort of ensure he, uh, he got it. Pardon me while I cough. <coughs> um, so, yeah, he, 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 there, there, was a, there was a bit, bit of concern that, uh, you know, he, 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 hadn't, he hasn't obviously played a huge number of internationals yeah. or anything like that, so he just couldn't qualify automatically and had to go to the panel. Yeah, it certainly wasn't a gimme. I think um, you know, speaking to people at the club, they, there was some concern um, that it, it might have gone against them. I think that was why you know, Klopp, you know, not, it's not usual, I don't think, for first-team managers to go to work permit hearings, but um, you know, they, they basically made every every effort they possibly could to make sure it went their way, and Klopp you know, spelled out to the, the three-man FA panel just how highly he rates Gruwich, you know, the, the value he places on him and, and his importance to the club going forward this season and uh, that certainly seems to have helped swing it Liverpool's way um, so yeah you know, slightly bizarre under the rules the fact that he now has to leave the country and come back in I mean how, um, how antique uh, you know, just absolute madness yeah, isn't it very hard I'm not I'm Re- not sure Brexit. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure on the exact details in terms of when he's going to leave and when he's coming back but um, all I know is that as a result there, there was talk of him maybe not featuring against Tranmere um, on Friday night, which you know, it's hardly it's hardly the end of the world either way, is it? Because you know I think there's eight other friendlies coming up, you know, three other domestic ones before they go on on tour to America uh, in a couple of weeks. But you know, still a, you know, aside from those on the fringes, you know, it's, it will be a chance to see some of the new lads. You know, obviously Mane may well feature. You know, Carriers you'd imagine would, would would get some game time in goal. Matip at the back as well. So um, so yeah, you know I think 
you can never read anything into pre-season friendly results, but uh, but yeah, it will be you know a first glimpse into in, into Klopp's into uh, Klopp's Liverpool really because you know this is his chance, isn't it? Probably for the first time to put his real stamp on on what he inherited. I think you know he never really had that chance last season with the the sheer scale of the fixtures and the schedule, and you know he constantly had to bemoan you know the the, the lack of training time. Um, you know that's why this six seven week period is is so absolutely huge for him because. Uh, he gets that time on the training ground that he was he was deprived of last season. There you are. There's your triple header: Wales, Portugal, France, Germany, Tranmere, Liverpool. Get yourself uh, if you're anywhere near the northwest. Get over to Prenton Park on Friday night. Um, see, uh, get your first hit of the Reds this year. Um, anyway, another busy week at Anfield. Uh, we'll join you next week to look back on uh, Tranmere and look forward to Fleetwood. Is that on the next one after? Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting uh, some cracking fish and chips up there. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for listening. This has been your Blood Red podcast. Cheers.